Entrepreneurs Will Save the World. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. We focus on the mindset shifts entrepreneurs make to increase their influence and impact in the world. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the Add Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast. We would love for you to like, share, and leave a review of our show. Subscribe on YouTube. Most importantly, help us spread the word about the great stories being shared on our show. Russ Hedge is my guest today. He's a keynote speaker, marketing coach, business consultant, live streamer, podcaster, and author of Befuddled, Live the Life You Choose. He's a positive force in today's busy, hectic, and often negative business environment. He is a master connector working in marketing and sales for over 30 years. He's been recognized as top salesperson in multiple industries and for his skills in networking and connecting. Russ loves to encourage, inspire, and make people smile. That's why he's known as an inspiration specialist. Russ Hedge and Robert talk about relationship marketing, the value of creating connection to transform your life and business. It is important for people to start living with intention and to live the life they choose. Russ believes that all growth starts with connection. Russ, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to a, a great conversation. I know that it'll be really positive and encouraging and just uh, can't wait to learn more about your journey. Awesome. Awesome. I'm just so thankful to be here today. Thanks so much, Robert. Absolutely. So typically I let entrepreneurs just start out on their own personal entrepreneurial journey and, and how you got to where you are today. Well, it's really interesting because I have, I was graduated from Oregon State University uh, a few years ago, back in the year of 1987. Came out uh, originally thinking, I was always in sales and marketing, but thinking I maybe wanted to go into public relations, which really is the same thing, it's just selling yourself. So I worked for a few years for a large uh, advertising PR company, um, started at the ground up and kind of learned the ropes. Uh, and so, uh, but I quickly transitioned into sales and marketing again and worked for a couple large industries. And um, yeah, I had a really good uh, career, good life, um, but then COVID hit. And uh, so I had just started a little side hustle actually six months before COVID with a good friend of mine. And um, so I had laid the groundwork for my own business and God kind of helped me get prepared because when it all hit, I was like, I really felt like this was the direction I needed to go. I was already coaching. I was already teaching. I was already, um, uh, you know, going through and speaking to groups. Um, and I just began to do a little podcasting. So uh, I thought, you know what? Now's a good time. My wife said, honey, if you're ever going to do it, now's the time. So I just jumped in both feet, started live streaming and podcasting, wrote a book in five months because I'd actually started the works for that. And uh, when God created all that space with COVID, I had plenty of time to write. So uh, I wrote a book and yeah, what a blessing. So I haven't looked back. Now it's been two years um, in my own business, uh, Russ Edge Coaching and Consulting and been a blessing. You know, I've, I've learned a lot. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about your niche and, and finding, you know, finding your audience. Obviously, that's a, a big, uh, you know, uh, at least in, 
in the entrepreneurial circles, right? You, you, you got to oh, yeah. narrow it down. You got to choose an itch. You got to, and, and it's one of those things that some people balk against and, and the idea, you know, there's entrepreneurs that just jump on the internet and say, you know, I need anybody with a credit card. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's not me. <laughs> no, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because, um, I determined I'm pretty grounded in what I believe. I'm a man of faith. I'm a, I'm just a pretty decisive guy. So it doesn't mean I'm not learning, growing, tweaking, adjusting, all that stuff. But what I really stood for and what I was all about, what I love to do, I was pretty, pretty firm on that. And, you know, um, years ago, I read, uh, um, you know, it, it's all about the why, Simon Sinek, and um, uh, or Start With Why, sorry, the book. And, uh, you know, huge fan of him, John Maxwell, a bunch of people that really talk about uh, purpose and uh, really what you're all about in your life. And so I had already determined, you know, my purpose or why in life is to uh, encourage and inspire others to live a purpose driven life of significance. And people say, well, what does that mean? Well, I want people to be, I want you to be a world changer. I want you to be a difference maker. I want to help you define your purpose and implement that so you can do amazing things in life. And so I take that and everything builds off that. If everything does not align with that, then it's not it's not working. And I love working with small to medium business sized people uh, that are really you know, trying to find their way trying to find really what their purpose is, the reason that they're besides the fact that they've done plumbing for 30 years. And so they're just going to be a plumber. But but why? Why are you a plumber? I mean, do you love plumbing? Do you love people? What's the reason? Right. So, um, yeah. So I just jumped into that. I you know I'm all around helping people with their marketing and their their sales approach and their internal uh, company and employee relations, actually, um, and how they all jive together with what they're all about. So that's really where I'm at. And I find that um, there's a lot of people that are struggling with that. And I believe it all starts with connection. Uh, you know, relationship marketing is where it's all, what it's all about. Once you know your purpose and your why and you're moving forward, you got to connect. You've got to um, really build relationships and that's where you go from there. Nice. So let's dig into that connection and, and value, not just the value of connection, but, but how to make connections and, and increase your network. Well, there you go. I'm actually just making adjustments on my website um, and I've got a new um, uh, actual program coming out. There'll be a free download on my website um, very soon. Uh, it's in the works right as we speak. Um, but really, uh, it's all about transforming your business successfully transforming your business through connection. And I give three simple steps. They're connect to self, connect to others, and connect to success. And that is what it's all about. You got to start with yourself. If you're not connected to yourself uh, and really grounded, uh, there's so many things that go on with that, right? You know, people are insecure. They really don't know. Uh, they're barely making it through the day, right? It's, they're just trying to get to Friday. They're just trying to get to the weekend. Um, so they really got to connect with themselves so they know why they're getting up every morning doing what they're doing. And so that's really where it all starts. And I find that's where a lot of issues where people um, lose confidence or don't have confidence because of uh, limiting beliefs, because of imposter syndrome. We've all heard those terms. Um, you know, those things creep in because they're not really firm and grounded in what they're all about. So really connecting to yourself is where it all starts. Mm. Then 
and you asked this, and so I'm going to launch into the what you actually asked, and that's about connecting to others and really getting connected out there. And there's a lot of things you can do. I am uh, very experienced uh, and and very good at that at connecting, and um, and I can help people with that area. But really, you gotta you gotta start and show up. That's what it's really all about. Get started, show up, even when you're nervous or you're not sure or you don't know anybody, uh, whether it's in person or online. You just got to start and you got to show up. And that's how things get started. Mm, nice. So let's talk a little bit more about connecting to success. What What is, to describe that a bit for me. Well, I love the quote that says, you are the average of the five closest people to you, which is the Jim Rohn quote, which everybody knows. Uh, it's so true, though. When you surround yourselves, and that's kind of the, there's a lot of things that go into this. But when you surround yourself with successful people, that's a good start, right? Because you have a much greater chance of being successful if you're around successful people. People are going to either drag you down or they're going to lift you up. And um, I'm a firm believer that we are better together and that we lift each other, we rise together. And so the bottom line is if you're around successful people, you have a much better chance of doing well. And then you just really need to be authentic and be, uh, be yourself. A lot of times people... You know, they get to that point and, you know, they, they really know who they are. They're, they're connected to themselves. They've got great ideas about where to go, how to connect to others and things to do. But when they get around people, those successful people and other things, they think they have to be somebody else, but you don't. You just have to be yourself. Let's dig a little deeper there and, and talk about the character and, and necessity for authenticity. Oh, my goodness. I... I think that it is one of the prime areas where people really uh, get off track. People are trying to be somebody else. Um, I can go back. So the book that I wrote right here behind me, Befuddled, Live the Life You Choose. I'm all about live the life you choose. Just talking to somebody about that today. I'm 57 years young, and I am going to live the life I choose. I'm going to do business with the people I choose. I'm going to uh, get out there and interact with the people I choose. And um I am going to get out there and enjoy life uh, because I want to, well, because life's too short. I just want, <laughs> I want to do the things that I want with the way I want to do it. And so I think that when you are um, caught up in a world where you're trying to be somebody else and you get off track, you're not choosing your life. You're letting other people choose it. Okay. So you're, you're moving along and you're doing this because you feel like everybody thinks you should. You're moving along. You're doing this because you think, this is the way the crowd's going. You need to follow that. Well, I'm a trailblazer. I am not following the crowd. I'm getting out there and making the way that I want to go. I'm choosing the life that I'm going to live. And so I'm going to be me. And that's where authenticity is the key because I'm the best me that there is. There's no other me like me. So I'm the best me that there is. So that makes me feel good. I get out there, be the best me, work at myself, not worry so much about others, except, you know, Robert, you are, you're an amazing host. You are, you're doing a great job. I appreciate you. And I want to lift others up like you. And that's what I want to do with other people through what I, through the way that I really am. I, I appreciate that. And I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that expectation, right? We create this expectation that we believe other people expect us to act in a certain way. And, and being able to let go of that and have the self-worth or the self-value 
having the confidence in our own self-worth and what we bring to the table uh, work goes a long ways towards eliminating that trying to meet that expectation right and so how how did you obviously you're pretty confident you you, you came into this with, with a lot of experience but how would you help a young entrepreneur have that confidence to to develop their own self-worth well, number one, they got to get themselves in the right circles. If they're in if they're in a situation where people are dragging them down, that's not going to help. Okay, I'm a firm believer too in self talk. So we wake up in the morning, and what's the first thing that's going on in your brain, Robert? First thing is you don't want to get out of bed. Uh, you really you're worried about the first meeting that you have. You've got things that are due, and your there's deadlines right out there. There's all this stuff going on. That's your brain is taken off. And you have a lot of negative talk that happens naturally in your brain. Well, I learned long ago that if I don't talk to myself and steer my brain the right direction, I'm going to get started on the right on the wrong path. So number one thing that I do, and this is in my book, uh, is I, first of all, am thankful. I say, you know, I'm thankful for God, for my beautiful wife, for all the things that I've been given. Number two, I give myself a pep talk. I say, I've got this. I have the talents, abilities to do what I need to do. I can do it. And then number three, I, I decide ahead of time, I say, today's going to be awesome. And it's funny when I'm coaching people, a lot of them will laugh and say, yeah, Russ, yeah, I can't say that. Well, I'm not telling people what to do and what to say. I'm giving you an example of what I do to shape my mindset and to shape my perspective on life early in the morning and get myself headed the right direction. So by talking to myself in a positive way, that helps me. And do I wake up sometimes and not feel it? Oh yeah. Do I wake up sometimes and not want to get out of bed? Oh yeah. Uh, there's all those things like am like anybody else, but I choose to feed myself full of positive work. So when you start correctly, have a good morning routine, when you get out of bed, whatever you do, exercise, journaling, prayer, whatever you do, then you're already going on a good track. And then you get around good people that are going to lift you up, that are going to talk about successful things that aren't going to be victims, but are going to be victors and get out there and do amazing things. Then you're headed on the right path and you can overcome those things so much easier. Oh, so much in there. So I want to dig more into the gratitude. I want to dig more into intention. And then, of course, I want to dig more into to routine. And so let's start with let's start with routine and the value of that routine. But what other parts, what other elements does your does your daily routine have that helps you keep that positive spirit? Well, I think that it's so important, no matter when people get up, that they have to have a morning routine. And people say, well, I'm just not a morning person. Well, it's OK but you've got to get up in the morning at some point. So whenever that point is, get up and give yourself a little time. If you get up and you race out the door, throwing your clothes on and grabbing things a little befuddled, and that's where the name comes from, by the way, and you're doing these crazy things, well, you're going to already be on your heels and it's already going to be rough. But if you start and give yourself space and time, whatever you like to do, I do the same thing every day. Um, I've done it for uh, years and I just got into this routine because it helps me. Number one, after I do my little pep talk before I hit my feet hit the floor, I get out of bed and I immediately go, I grab my coffee and a bottle of water and I come in and I do uh, devotions and journaling. I read my Bible. I do some things that really help me get going in the morning. Then after, some, like I said, journaling and some things with that and giving myself some time to think, then I either go to the gym 
and I either swim or ride the bike or I um, do exercise um, in my office here. And then I go out with my dog every morning. We used to run, but then I had knee surgery. So now we walk <laughs> and uh, we get out there together. And so we do that every morning before I get going with my day. That gets me really, really uh, my mind on the right track and helps me feel really good too. Nice. So I'm a huge advocate of morning routine. Love everything about what you share in morning routine. But I'm also a huge advocate for an evening routine and setting yourself up. The best way to set up a, a great morning routine is to make sure that you have a, a going to bed routine. Um, any <laughs> thoughts on that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, my number one thing that I do, my evening routine, I'll admit it is nowhere near as good as my morning routine. I am a morning guy. I'm a 4 a.m. crazy morning guy, right? Every morning, my eyes pop up and I'm ready to go. But so that only works because you're not watching Netflix from 10 to midnight. That's right. Because <laughs> by eight o'clock, my eyes were already closing. So when I uh, so when I head to bed, my number one evening routine, honestly, is I just read a few passages out of my Bible and try to shape my mind for the next day. And I mm -hmm. give myself some time to lay there and think about what I'm going to do the next day. I usually will glance at my schedule as well. Those three things are the things that really kind of prep my mind because then I have an idea what to expect. And I just kind of shape my mind to peacefully go to sleep. And uh, so it's a shorter evening routine because by that point, I'm already falling asleep. <laughs> no, but I love I love just planting a couple seeds, right? Our subconscious never quits. And so if you if you plant a couple sweet seeds, ask ask a question you know, before you fall asleep and, and let your mind, you know, your mind spending those six, seven, eight hours and, and it can be it can be doing some problem solving which sets you up for that, that wake up routine and man, giving yourself a pep talk, jumping out of bed with, with gratitude and then journaling allows those, those answers to come, you know, to come out and, and, and work for you. Right. That allows those right. thoughts to be useful. And so I think that's, that's really important. I love that you keep, you keep mentioning choose, right. The life you choose. And really that's, that's intention, right. Mm -hmm. The idea that today is going to be awesome is a choice. And so many people Absolutely. feel like they don't have a choice. They feel like they're, they're victims of their circumstance. Obviously you and I both know, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Viktor Frankl and, and, and his quote. And, you know, I, I challenge people, right? If Viktor Frankl can recognize that he had a choice between stimulus and response to choose his response, right? He had, you know, and, and if he could be in the situation that he was and he could choose joy and he could choose hope, um, then certainly every one of us has no excuse. Oh, my goodness. You're right? so right. I, I always say life happens and then we choose because people will say to me, well, Russ, you just don't know what's going on in my life. Ah. I, say, I say, you're right. I don't know. And they say, you don't know how hard it is for me. And you, I say, you're right. I don't know. Uh, but you know what? We all have good and bad. Some have people have more bad than others. I totally understand that. But we that whatever's happening to us hits us. Then we get to choose where we go from there. To Absolutely. me, it's a pretty simple choice. I mean, you know, talked about it being intentional. Chapter two of my book, by the way, be intentional. Um, the whole idea is that we get to choose to move that in a positive direction. I personally feel God works all things for the good so that I'm going to take whatever's going on in me and I'm going to make it work into something good. And that might only be learning 
from the bad situation that I'm going through. That might only be being able to endure the bad situation I'm going through and make it through to another day. That might be all it is. It makes me stronger, makes me tougher, makes me wiser. And so then the next day I will be that much better. Well, and I think it's so easy, right, for the victim to say, you know, well, God doesn't like me, right? The world is against me and all these things. I love the line you just used. I I, I throw it back in client spaces all the time. You know, Robert, Robert, you just don't understand. Robert, my <laughs> life is so different than everybody else's. You know, Robert, you, you don't get it. You know, or, or the yeah, but, you know, yeah, but Robert, I, it's different for me. I'm, I'm, I'm special. I love Geico's got a new commercial and the lady's sitting there talking to that stupid Geico lizard. And, and she's saying, she's saying, you, you don't understand. I'm an introvert and that's, it's really rare. And, and the Geico lizard says, I, I don't think that's true. And, but it just reminded me of, of clients because they, they think that their situation is so unique. And so, you know, terrible things have happened to incredibly good people. Terrible things have happened to in incredibly bad people. And and the truth of the matter is, no matter how terrible something is that happens, you still have a choice. Right. You have a choice yeah. to live as a victim of that thing and allow that thing to define you, or you have the choice to define yourself and, and make the next choice in your life. And if you have right. the choice to choose joy, why not choose joy? I am with you 100%. In fact, you what you said is just I mean, total mic drop, Robert. That was awesome because, you know, that is, you know, we, I mean, who doesn't want to have a better life, right? Well, you look at some people and you maybe they don't because they wallow in what's going on to them. And when you have that choice, you're either going to choose to move on a better path and learn from what's going on and make the best of it, or you're going to choose to just be totally negative and think life is horrible. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that leads to depression and you know anxiety issues, even though those are a whole different discussion. Um, there's a lot of people that are very positive that deal with some of that too. Uh, but you know, you can self-fulfilled uh, prophecy is way I've heard it de deter defined before, and that is. You are already saying, yeah, today, today is lousy. It's horrible. Well, if you're telling yourself that, good chance it's going to be pretty lousy and horrible. But if you're saying, when I wake up and say, today, today's going to be awesome, not that doesn't mean that everything goes perfect for me. That doesn't mean that everything goes great, because let me tell you, it doesn't. But you know what? When I'm filtered, I, I call it putting on my awesome filter. So when you filter life through an awesome lens or through a positive lens, right? everything that happens to you doesn't look nearly as bad as when you filter life through a negative lens. Oh. And so that's really, that's a choice. That's a choice we have every day. And we, every per person watching right now, you have value, Robert, you have great value. You have, you have been created by God to do amazing things, no matter what's happening to you now, tomorrow could be incredibly amazing. I mean, some of the people we know that everybody thinks have everything, started from nothing. They started thinking like a lot of people that maybe they wouldn't ever get anywhere. They failed a thousand times. Poor Edison was about to give up before he actually made the light bulb. I mean, just think about that. I mean, the number of times that people fail, but then they stick with it, right? Stick with it. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, you're speaking my language. I, have, I, I come from the same 
belief that all of us were created for a purpose and that purpose is in some way to serve humanity in some impactful way and and when you dig that out of you and you start putting it to use only only great things are going to start happening for you and and that idea that you know today's going to be awesome when you put that on as a filter you know what what's really cool about that is yeah you still get a flat tire yeah someone still bumps into your car and have a fender bender yeah you know you get a bill in the mail from the irs for fifty thousand dollars and for some people, those are the end of the world, right? Those are the things that are like, oh, and that defines their entire day. They get to work and it's, oh, I had a flat tire. And and how many times they tell people, oh, I had a flat tire. Oh, I had a flat. It defines their entire day. But you and I, we have a flat tire. You know what? We put the spare on, we get back in the car and off we go. And, yeah. and it's just, it just is. There's no, there's nothing terrible about having a flat tire. It's just a reality of putting rubber underneath our tires so that our ride is more comfortable, right? And the reality yeah. of that is sometimes we get a flat tire. And that's the reason we put a spare in the trunk and a jack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and a little a little duct tape does not hurt either. You know, I have a it, great it, story. <laughs> I have a great story for when I was first married. I was at, I was I was the worship pastor at a church and I was leading and the choir was doing stuff and I was in a thing and somebody comes into me and says, Hey your tire's losing air. And I ran out to the parking lot. Sure enough, I'd driven over uh, a screw or a nail or something. And so I ran in to look for something. Somebody gave me a roll of duct tape and everybody was laughing at me. I'm not a car guy, by the way. So this is why they really were laughing at me. <laughs> Russ, duct tape is never going to stop that. My father-in-law said, who knows everything about cars and everything. He said, it's not, that's never going to work. And I said, yeah, well, I'm going to give it a try. I had hope that it, it would work. But if it didn't, I was going to move on. And let me tell you, that tuck tape held until I got to Les Schwab and they changed the tire for me. Yes. And so you never know. Hang on to that duct tape. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and and I love it. I love it in spite of in spite of the, the wisdom of elders that you still per persevered. <laughs> like, I'm gonna try it anyway. What have I got to lose? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm really thinking that God had the angel that kind of went like that and held their finger on it for me. <laughs> but you know what? I'll take the duct tape. It's all good. I will. I've had, I've had absolute moments where I know for sure that God was <laughs> plugging that hole or stopping, you know, terrible things from happening. But, oh, but yeah. a, a great part of that happens because of faith. And that faith yes. is really buoyed by that, that belief, right? That power that I have the, I have the right to choose. Yeah, right. No, I, so the, I the same with the self-talk, right? We, when it comes to self-talk and limiting beliefs, we attract what we repeat and our self-talk is what really programs that filter in our brain that, that makes things important. And so choosing, you have a choice, right? You can choose the negative self-talk and, and be a victim, or you can choose to be victorious and see the positive in things. And I have I had a, a woman ask me recently, you know, Robert, why do all these terrible things happen to me? And it said, because you're a miserable grouch living in shame and gray and guilt. And, and you know, it, it sounds hurtful, but the truth is, if you're living in shame and guilt, you're living below the line of courage and, and you're, you're a victim of, of your circumstances. Right. And, and yeah. the only way to change that is to say, you know what? I am responsible for my life. I'm yeah. responsible for everything that happens to me. I don't care if somebody hits me upside the head with a baseball bat. It's still, I have responsibility because I was in that position and obviously did something to cause this person to want to hit me upside the head with a two by four. 
but the reality is I can't change my past. I can't change anything that's happened even from the beginning of this conversation 26 minutes ago. That's all gone now. And I could sit here and moan and groan about the fact that it's all gone now. But the, the truth is I can make a choice right now moving forward to, to do things differently, to see things differently, to feel differently. And, and I love that you talk about choosing. So I choose to talk to myself in a positive way. I choose right. to believe in me. If I can't be my biggest fan, why would anybody else want to love me? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Jesus, yeah. Jesus even says that. <laughs> right? Yep. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. And the fact is that because you and I made a really good choice 27 minutes ago now, uh, we've had an awesome conversation and we've had an awesome discussion, very positive, uplifting, because we decided. Now, that doesn't mean we couldn't have turned it if it started badly and made it better. But the whole idea is the sooner you make that choice, the sooner things are going to go well for you. And don't forget, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And that's not a depressing thought. That is a thought that you need to think about every moment that you're gifted with and that you're given and what you can do with that. It was um, 1983, summer after my freshman year, I had a almost life-ending car accident. Mm. And I was flown by Life Light to Emanuel Hospital in Portland. By the grace of God, the people around me and the trauma team that took care of me, I lived. And I went on to have a beautiful wife, two outstanding now adult children, and that have had a crazy great impact on this world. And that the children would have never happened had God not spared my life that day. And what I learned from that is that anything can happen at any moment and we need to make it like it's our last in a positive way. Make it like, you know, there's not going to be another moment. We got to give it our all. We got to do our best. We got to be as encouraging and inspiring as we can and just love people. And I think that's so important to remember every day. Mm. So powerful. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, Tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, I love that you you mentioned Jim Rohn's quote, right? You're, 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 you become the amalgam of the five closest people to you. But if you are choosing that negative, the kind of people that you're going to attract are, are those negative people. And they're going to bring the same sad stories into your life. And they're going to sit around the water cooler and everybody's bemoaning life. You know, Facebook's full of all of us have seen those negative people and recognizing if once you step out of that into the positive and you start to recognize that these people around me are are like boat anchors. They're holding me back from the greatness God has intended me for. Yep. And and once you accept that God's intended you for greatness, that God is conspiring for your higher good. <laughs> God is not seeking to smack you or punish you or God has forgiven you. He loves you and he wants the very, very best for you. And as right. soon as you start believing that and start telling yourself that 
you can start choosing different relationships, right? And start cutting those cords from these people that are, that are pulling you down. You don't have to relate with them. Even if you're related to them, you can choose to separate yourself from those. If you're married, then you might need to make some different choices. I hope you can encourage your wife to come along with you because this right. is going to, this, I promise this will change your marriage. If you wake up every day and start believing in yourself, your incredible things will happen in your marriage. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. This absolutely. Is, this isn't just woo-woo like some people want to say. Norman Vincent Peale wrote The Power of Positive Thinking and, and people all around were like, oh, that's just woo-woo. It's not woo-woo. It's powerful truth. Yes. God intended you for greatness. And I love, I just love that you know, you and I are tapping into what our creator intended us for. And, right. and that greatness is intended to serve others. And right. so right. that's the inspiration. And I, so I love that you call yourself an inspiration specialist. <laughs> that, that means a lot to me. It, it, it should mean a lot to those that are listening uh, because that that's so important. Yeah. So let's talk, well, we I, talked about the five closest to you. You mentioned Simon Sinek, John Maxwell, Jim Rohn, um, what other ways have mentors been valuable on your journey? Oh my goodness, uh, in amazing ways. And I still seek them out. Um, I have uh, a couple really close mentors, uh, coaches that help me. Uh, I have other sub below that where that also I've sought out people. You know, I it's funny. I'm one of those funny guys that goes out into a crowd and seeks out the, the positive and fun people and the people that are really making an impact, I do the same online. Sometimes people say, how do we get connected? Well, I actually go online. I'll be on LinkedIn and I'll say, that person is doing amazing things. I want to know them. And I'll actually get make a make an attempt to connect and to talk with them. And we get on Zoom and, and you know, I don't care what part of the world they're in. Um, and so these kind of things really, really help me. And mentors in my life, you know, started with my dad. Um and, you know, my dad was like any other. He was not a perfect dad, but he was a great dad. He was he was great because even when he needed to overcome things, he was always there for me. He was always supportive. He always loved me. And, you know, I was one of those crazy kids that was involved in everything as when I was growing up. I was in sports, music, drama, all that stuff. They came, my mom and dad came to everything that I did. I mean, it would have to be earth shattering for them not to be able to make it. They came to everything I did. They always supported me. So that my dad was my number one mentor. And I had a wonderful mother, too. Um, and, uh, you know, so that that was great, starting with that. And then as I got into business, there were people that really took me under their wing and helped me. Um, you know, my first job at that ad agency that Pierre, we were um, it, it was a super it was the largest in Oregon at the time. And they really took me under their wings, right? And really helped me. When I first got into ministry at the church, a lot of wonderful, elderly, godly men took me under their wing and they really blessed me and they mentored me. Pastors really uh, blessed me and mentored me. So that has shaped who I am. Um, you know, I can say that I went from being a good kid in high school. There's a little bit of this in my book, being a good kid in high, in high school to a lost young man in college because I was on my own and I did a lot of things. I used to kid my, I used to tell my children, you don't need to do anything bad. Just ask me, I've probably done all of it um, <laughs> and tell you why you shouldn't even do it. Um, so, 
I got, I really was lost in college. I was searching, I was searching. And when I found God and I found my beautiful wife, um, I got myself around people, around mentors, around the uh, people that would lift me and make me successful in life. And that has made all the difference in my life. So good. So for an entrepreneur that's listening, how would you encourage them to find the mentor to fill the gaps for them? You got to start and show up. I mean, I have a five steps to connection uh, uh, thing that I put together years ago. And the number one thing is start because everybody in their life, not just with connection, not just with finding mentors, but with everything in, in life, people, we think we we plan, we muddle, we worry, we fret, we think, we plan, we muddle, we worry, we fret, we think, we plan, we muddle, over and over and over, and we never start. Forget all that. Just start. Just get out there. When I was doing live streaming to begin with, Robert, I had no idea what I was doing. I just started. When I jumped into my book, I'd never written a book. I had no idea what I'm doing. And I just started. Yeah, I just started because you know what? You start figuring things out and you get yourself around people who know what they're doing and can advise you and mentor you. And you slowly but surely figure things out. So that's the number one thing. Start and then just show up. Once you get started, just show up, get out there, get connected to the right people. When you show up in crowds where there are successful people, it's going to make you a better person, but it's also going to help you in your business and your life. Uh, what I found years ago was people would say, wow, I can never I can never get a hold of this person or that person. You know, I'm trying to talk to this hospital chain, but no one will talk to me and I'm trying to do business with them. And I'm like, oh, oh, I know the CEO. I could get you in touch with them. They go, you know the CEO? Yeah. Well, how? Well, I just got involved in groups that he was involved in. I'm on a board with him. I'm on in a in a uh, you know a business group with him. And next thing you know, he and I are having coffee, friends talking about our kids, right? So when I roll into this CEO of this very successful hospital chain, I just say, "Hey, Russ is here to see if uh, Doug has time," and they'll tell me, "Oh yeah, Doug says come on back." It's because I sought them out. I developed relationships. It's a long term thing. And so that's what I encourage all entrepreneurs and business people to do. That's what I'm all about. That's why I'm so much about connection. Connect to self, connect to others, connect to success. Is because when you make that connection, that's going to drive everything that you do in your business. That is going to make you successful. And uh, yeah, that's where it all begins. All right. You mentioned two steps, start and show up. So what's steps three, four, and five? <laughs> uh, well, actually, show up isn't one of the steps. Okay. Um, so you're talking about my, let, let me just tell you this. I'm going to tell you the bookends because that'll give me a second to talk about it. Start is the most important, but you know what the last one is that's, I think, almost as important, and that is be consistent. Because you know what happens if you show up and you start and then you give up after that? Everything is it's not they forget happen. about you. They do. People yeah. ask me, why doesn't anybody know who I am at this networking event? I said, well, when's the last time you came? Well, I came a couple months ago. And then was the last time before that? Oh, about six months before that. I just figure I show up every now and then. And no one's going to know who you are. Right. No one's going to know who you are. And no one's going to really, you know, people care about people that care about them. If you, John Maxwell says, if you uh, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You could spout all day long how wonderful you are, but people don't really care unless you're caring about them. So you show up to things, you be consistent, 
and you care about what they're all about. And it's hard. It is. I mean, our number one favorite subject, and I'm talking to myself too, our number one favorite subject is us. Absolutely. It's us, right? And so you, we have to all daily overcome that. I get wrapped up in my business and I forget about every, the other things going on because I'm so wrapped up in what's going on. We've got to all stop, take a deep breath and think about what other people are going through, what, you know, what's going on with others. And so those are the two most important things of that process. And you can just download my PDF to get the rest of it if you want you on lesshedge.com. Just go there. <laughs> love it. So I love that you mentioned, obviously, be consistent. I think persistence is is so powerful and so valuable. Uh, for me, it's it's curiosity. Um and I come from a pastoral background as well and, and spent a lot of time in the lobby and not just learning people's names, but but learning something about them that, that showed that I cared, right? So, you know, right. asking a question about their family, asking a question about, you know, what they do, um, you know, how are they impacting the world? For me, I, I hate the question, you know, tying what do you do to your identity, right? And in, in networking, it's so easy to, to tie people to the job, right, to the their identity is based on, you know, I'm a digital marketer. I'm a, uh, and for me, it's no, I want to, I want, I want to dig beyond that. I want to, you know, I want to know the person behind the, the title or the, or the thing. And so for me, curiosity is a, is a huge um, connecting tool. Right. right. And, but for me, it's legitimate. It's, I really care. I really want right. to know. And I can tell that I, I just, from the way you talk and, you're a very good listener too, and that's a huge skill because people know that you care when you listen to what they're saying. You need to be an active listener. So I had a friend, Brian, years ago. He was the most active listener ever. This is when I was like three, four, five, six. We actually went through school all the way through high school together. Wow. But when we were really young, we lived in the same neighborhood. He was a year older than me, but Every time I talked to him, his eyebrows went up. He got a big smile. He was excited about what I was saying. He was actively listening. And people, uh, you know, when when you're that way and you show that you care about them, it makes a huge difference with people because then, you know, again, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You can tell them stuff all day long. And we all like to brag about ourselves, you know, and our kids and things to a certain point. But you need to stop, listen and really be active and let them know that you're caring about what they're saying. Mm, so powerful. All right, Russ, what inspires you? Well, what or who? Right, it's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, life inspires me. People inspire me, honestly. Um, I am blessed. I get to wake up every day uh, to my beautiful wife, who's put up with me for over 34 years. And I'm sure there's many days when, you know, I haven't been as positive and upbeat as I, I am now. I, I pretty much a, that kind of a person, but, you know, I just appreciate the blessings in my life and God has blessed me so much. And really um, the fact that I get to choose where I go from there is really inspiring, but it's the people around me. I think Robert is people like you that are really upbeat and positive and have a great mindset. It's people that have persevered and overcome really tough life situations, you know, and that's just so inspirational. Those kind of things. People are just 
generally inspiring. And so I try to connect with as many of them as I can. I have a goal this year to connect with over a thousand new people. And I mean, connect like this, talk nice. to them, get to know it. them. And um, somebody told me the other day, oh my goodness, a thousand people. And I said, well, you realize that's less than three people a day. And so I'm kind of like already knocking it out of the park, right? Nice. I mean, I, I'm just, just by waking up and saying hi to a few people, I'm already having conversations with three people I didn't know before I get to breakfast. Nice. So, you know, so it's really not as hard. What I'm saying there, it's not to pat myself on the back. It's just to say that it's not hard if you actually do it. And um, that inspires me. I get to meet all these cool people all over the world. I have. I was thinking the other day, a friend of mine who's a co-host on one of my live streams, he says, we live in a time like no other mm -hmm. where we can do amazing things. And the really only barrier to entry is our willingness to step out, step forward and do it. And I was driving from one town to the other the other morning. I woke up first thing. I was on a live stream with people all around the world. Then I talked to somebody in Dublin, Ireland. Then I was talking to one of my a team uh one of my team in uh, all the way over in the Philippines. And then uh, I was in New York and down in Texas. And then I bounced over to Australia, back to Europe. And that was all before 10 a.m. That's so fantastic. It's just, I mean, those kind of things, being able to be around those kind of people and having no barriers from that kind of stuff is just amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it is fantastic. It is a fantastic time. And, and it's only getting better. Right. I mean, the technology, you know, I I was blessed to be an Internet missionary. My wife and I raised our family in South America for 10 years, but I was able to have weekly chats with my father and 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 phone calls that were local phone calls for him to, to call locally because because of the Internet. And I could never imagine uh, having been having been in the Marines just you know 10 years earlier than that and knowing what it was like to wait overseas to receive a letter that was mailed a month ago <laughs> and to read a letter mm -hmm. that was a month old. Right. And, and so, yeah, we are so blessed by the technology to have face-to-face -face conversations, to see each other, to, to hear each other's voice. Um, it's just incredible. And now there's even translation possibilities. So we're not even limited to, to English speaking right, places, right. which is, which is another incredible thing. And so, that you is. mentioned your fantastic wife, so I'm going to switch things up a little bit and, and challenge your memory, challenge you a little bit. So what's your most memorable date? Oh, the first time I met her. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually uh, was at a time of life where I wasn't looking for anybody. And um, yeah, I was in that rough patch. of I was going into my senior year in college and met my beautiful wife on her 21st birthday and um, asked her to dance, and it was amazing. And ever since then, uh, wrote a song for her, and we wrote a song together that we sang at our wedding. Wow. And um, part of the words were um, uh, that I would never be the same after meeting her, and that is so true. Hmm. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's impacted my life, and uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's good days and bad days, but mostly good days. And she has been amazing. I am just blessed every day of my life. Ah, so good. Love it. So how important is play and fun? Oh, my goodness. So important. I need to remind myself of that sometimes. Uh, so my wife was on spring break last week. We, I took a couple of days off at her suggestion, which was a good one. 
and uh, we did just some stuff together. We did some shopping. We did, you know, mostly stuff around here, but it was just stuff together that we needed to do. And there's sometimes that is is great, you know, just having time and space to do things. Uh, but also, I love fun. My I have a 31 year old and a 28, almost 29 year old. And uh, we love to do things as a family. My son's married. And so we have a daughter-in-law who's amazing and love doing stuff together. We have a family vacation planned together this summer. Uh, you know, we all got to uh, uh, go through COVID together over Christmas. We had a very COVID Christmas. And you know what? It sounds horrible, but it was really, it got us an extra week and a half or two weeks with our son and daughter-in-law because they had to quarantine with us that whole time. And so it was it was really okay. I, I enjoyed it because we got to be together longer. Well, we had COVID actually blessed us in an incredible way. And, and uh, it, it, it was a, I mean, it was a terrible situation, but never, never felt that way for us. My wife had what they call an aortic dissection, which basically means her, her aorta split from her heart to her kidneys. Yeah. Uh, you know, 40% of the people are discovered on autopsy. They die. And she never, she still doesn't feel like she had a near death experience, even though that's exactly what it was. Wow. Um, but we babysit our grandson and our son-in-law contracted COVID and was, was out of work for two weeks, had to quarantine for two weeks at the time. And it was the perfect timing because it was the 13 days that my wife was in the hospital. And so we were blessed by, by them having to deal with that. I was able to spend the time with my wife because I was free to, to stop my, stop my work and not, you know, my podcast right. still was, was released on time. All those things, you know, were automated. And, and, and so, but the positive spirit and the positive, you know, ex expectation, you know, my wife's basically made it a, a 99% recovery and, and things are, are closer to normal than, than they've ever been. But those, those blessings of entrepreneurship and of, of our relationship, you know, just, just made that experience more positive. In fact, it was so positive that she still struggles to tell people that she nearly died. Like she never felt like she nearly died because we were so positive and it, throughout the whole thing. And, and so it's a, it, it really was a, a positive experience just to, to, to have the community, the, all the different communities around us supporting us and, and praying for us and helping us, um, was so powerful and and i believe yeah. the power in all of that and so so love you know, i love marriage stories my wife and i we're just behind you i'm three years younger than you and, and we're three years younger in marriage behind you and so we're yeah, that's uh, so awesome yeah we're that's following still, that's still awesome yeah well we we know how awesome it is and we encourage others to to be on the same journey because because of how awesome it is and and like you i love my wife more and more every day and Somebody asked me what freedom freedom was, and I said, "Well, freedom is really that my wife my wife has the right to choose. She could choose to not be with me, and and I would honor that. But that but I know that she'd never make that choice because I'm going to be the best husband on the planet for her, and I'm going to be the only one she'd ever choose. And so, <laughs> but the truth is, we choose each other every day, right? And, and it's that same choice you've talked about, you know." We, we get to choose. We choose each other every single day. There's never a moment in my my relationship where I take for granted the fact that she would choose me. I want to earn that every single day. And, right. and she wants to earn it every single day. And and we love that journey together. And neither one of us is 
there's no enslavement. There's no obligation. There's obviously we made a huge commitment to the Lord, you know, till death do us part. But the truth is, I still want to earn it every single day. And I don't want to take another day for granted. Right. Well, you know, and it's it's amazing what you just said there, too. It's a constant ongoing choice because I, I love the I don't know if you've seen the movie Yours, Mine and Ours, Henry Fonda and Lucille Ball years ago. And, you know, um, Henry Fonda is telling um, one of they. Yeah, it's a long story of how the whole family came together, but it's one of Lucille Ball's daughters. And then they came together in marriage. But she's having issues with her boyfriend and he's explaining what love is. And he explains love is a choice. Love is the taking care of sick children, the, the you know, picking up after things, going, trudging through rough times in life. And life, life is not always easy and, li- and marriage is not always easy. You know, we have to choose day after day. And um, like I said, I'm blessed and I, with you, I choose my beautiful wife every day. And I do all that I can to be the best husband that I can be because I want that to last. And I have been blessed that it has. And so that's been a wonderful thing. And so, you know, again, it's that way with life. And, you know, there's people that might be watching, Robert, that say, yeah, but, you know, I've gone through a situation and my wife had this situation and she didn't make it. Mm. Or my family member had this and didn't make it. I know people through COVID uh, one of my, actually my voiceover talent for my uh, live streams, her husband got, got COVID, was around my age um, over the holidays and he passed away. Mm. And um, so there's some rough things. And you know what? I don't have the answers for those. God has the answers. He sees the big picture. He knows what's going on. But but you know what? In spite of that, we always know that God's with us, that, that life is going to give us still choices of where we're going to go from that point, right? We're going to have to learn, overcome. And and yes, I don't understand that for people that have gone through it because I personally, my father passed away. I've had to deal with that. My mother has Alzheimer's, so I deal with her in a memory care all the time. So I deal with those struggles. But, um, you know, I'm so blessed with my wife and children. And I know people, a good friend of mine, his son just passed away a couple of years ago. Oh. It's really hard on him. Um, but he loves God with all of his heart, and he kept pushing on. He Absolutely. worked through it. it took, took a lot of work. It's not an easy thing, but it took a lot of work, but he has pushed through it, and he's made things better on the other side of that. And so that's what people need to remember. Yes, sometimes things aren't good. Sometimes life is rougher. Sometimes everybody doesn't recover. But you know what? You can still make things brighter, better, and you can still work for the good and the positive no matter what's happened in the past. Well, I, and the message that I want people to hear is God loves you. Yes. God loves absolutely. you. And and the idea that God would be doing it to punish you or would be doing it for for any other reason other than than he loves you is 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 a misnomer. And so you have to recognize that God's love for you is unconditional. It's not based on your behavior. It's not based on on anything that you've done to deserve mm-hmm. it or earn it. His love for you is unconditional. And you can count on the promise that that his love for you is available when whenever you need it. And so that the opposite Preach is, it, Robert, come on. The opposite <laughs> is true. The opposite is true, right? When terrible things have happened, yeah. Expect that don't expect to put conditions on God's on God's love, and God's not putting conditions on you. And so be open to that 
to that love and support and, and know that you still have the choice. <laughs> you right. have this, the choice to experience joy and love and peace, even when you don't understand. And, yep. and I think that's the peace Amen. that passes all understanding, right? Is just Amen. knowing that Amen. God loves you no matter what the terrible situation is that, that you've experienced. None that's of us right. can, I, can oh, understand yeah. it, right? Necessarily, but you can have faith that God loves you. Amen. I agree that 100%. I was going to say, have you had the pleasure of reading any Bob Goff's books? Oh, yes. Uh, Bob is amazing. He's an amazing individual. Um, and uh, he wrote Love Does, Everybody Always, Think Big. And I just read his latest, Undistracted. Mm. Um, and talk about amazing books. And talk about operating within God's love. Mm. And um, for, you know... Uh, what I love about him, when you talk about authenticity and you talk about being the kind of person that you aspire to be, he puts his phone number in the back of every book. And um, my kids, my daughter turned me on to him because she thought we were very similar. And so I really loved reading his stuff. And there was a time when a situation arised and I needed his assistance based on something I read in one of his books. So I picked up the phone and I called Bob his phone number in the back of his book. And you know what happened on the yes. other end? I heard, Hey, this is Bob. And I said, Hey, Bob, this is Russ. He goes, Hey Russ, how's it going? <laughs> and we had a talk and he and I've been able to talk a couple times and we stay in touch. Um, but, uh, or I try to work to stay in touch with him. He's busy. So I'll send him little messages and he'll send me stuff back every now and then. But the bottom line that I love about that is authenticity. He's authentically living God's love. And yeah, the love I, is there, but we have to take action on it. We have to we have to utilize and work within God's love to love other people, to make life better, whether we're in our businesses or our personal life. You know, remember, we are our business. Life comes through us, everything we're doing. So if people are watching today and say, yeah, but I'm talking about my business and what's going on there. Well, your business is going nowhere if you're going nowhere. Oh, right. And, and business, we, are, we are all in the people business. I don't care yep. what job you do. You're in the people business. And so you've got to be about caring for people. And if you put people first in your business, I don't care what widget, gadget, thing you fix, do, problem you solve. You are in a people business. So you better figure out how to be a people person. And it starts with love. Absolutely. Love is the highest level of vibration. And if you're vibrating at a level of love, abundance and goodness is going to be coming into your life at every at every opportunity in every corner. Amen. Hmm. Amen. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. You, And that's just it too, that, um, you know, we are better together. I always love that. We're a community, right? When we, I love when business, you should be all about the father's business, hmm. but you should be about community building because I've been in ministry for over uh, going on 35 years um, whether I've been, you know, just volunteering or actual on staff churches. And I've been in sales and marketing for all those years, too. And you know what the difference between those two are? Almost nothing. They're right. both about people. They're both about relationships. And so that is the really true, like you said, of almost anything you do in life. It's mm -hmm. all about people, relationships and community building. That's what makes the world go round. Absolutely. All right, Russ, what's the big dream? Well, the big dream really is to encourage and inspire all of you watching to live a purpose-driven life of significance. I want 
people to be world changers, to be difference makers. I want to be part of that. I want to help people. And then I want to travel the world with my beautiful wife and my family and still keep doing some of the things that I'm doing because I love working with people. I love live streaming. I love, um, you know, all the things that I get to do every day. I, I'm one of those guys that jumps up and loves to go to work. I do. <laughs> I get excited. I go to the gym. I love to go to the gym and I love to go to work. And uh, I, I love just, it. That's that's what that's what entrepreneurship should be all about. If you don't love the journey, if you don't love the things that you're doing, you have the choice. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. You have a choice. And I know many of you in your jobs, many of you even in your business feel like you don't have a choice. But we live in the greatest time in history, like Russ mentioned, his partner mentioned, that we have the opportunity to do so many different things. And if, if what you're doing isn't satisfying your heart, isn't fulfilling you, you have a choice to change. And even if you feel enslaved to the paycheck or to the to the income, you have a choice to change. And yeah, the change might be risky and it might take it might be a huge leap or a huge sacrifice for a period of time. Wouldn't you much rather choose joy and choose a journey that feels right and satisfying and helping other people who jump on that choice? <laughs> Amen for that. You know, when you live life on purpose and with purpose, amazing things are possible. And if you don't know what your purpose is, do what T.D. Jake says. Let your passion drive you to a purpose. Find out what you're passionate about. What do you really want to do? I tell young people all the time when I'm speaking, I spoke to uh, a, a large group of young people a short time back. And I say, if you don't love when you get into your job, if you don't love what you're doing, quit. Mm. And people, they look at me like, yeah, but I, I can't quit. Oh. Well, I mean, you might want to be responsible and get another job and get on the track before you give up all your money. But the whole idea is don't stay stuck in a downward spiral in something that you just hate and it's going to make life horrible for you. It's hard to love people and make life full of joy when you're miserable. So you need to do what you're passionate about. And listen, I was not an entrepreneur and it was risky and scary for me, but I was able to during COVID to replace the income that I had through my regular corporate job by doing the things that I love to do, by being a little creative and listening to what God was telling me to do, because I think that he's got a plan and a path for my life, and I'm doing the best to listen and follow that. Oh, so powerful. And if you didn't hear anything else, just hear that God is for your success. Amen. God, Amen. God is conspiring for your higher good. So if you've got an idea and you've got a passion that's welling up inside you, trust me, that's God. And and when you jump and you start and you show up consistently, God will honor that and bring you results. That I have no doubt that that's how it works. You've got to start. You got to show up consistently and learn. Be willing to learn in that process. But yep. if you if you just keep on keeping on. God is going to honor it and great things are going to happen. Russ, thank you so much for taking the time today. What a great conversation. I know you and I are clearly kindred spirits and have so much <laughs> in our journeys in common. Um, I appreciate just you taking the time to join me today. Thank you. It was awesome. I really appreciate you and had a great time. Thanks for having me on. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free.
addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Tam and Robert discuss the unlimited human potential and how we can help people tap into it. She shares her experience traveling the world and the excitement of the new medical device that she that will revolutionize modern medicine and wound treatment. Tam and I also have great discussions about energy and tapping into the limitless power source. <laughs>